Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Let's look at the title, How to Avoid Victim Mentality. How to Avoid Victim Mentality. I was telling Melissa, my wife, I said, man, I cannot wait to teach this word because there is no one in this room, no one listening, watching that is exempt of being victimized somehow, some way by our enemy. I love the song tonight where it talks about our resurrected king has rendered him defeated. And that a powerful statement. But no one here is exempt of experiencing some victimization, if you will, of our enemy because that is his goal. He wants to victimize, he wants to, de- to defeat, he wants to destroy you. But man, everybody say, we're up on him. Come on, say it, we're up on him. Because in scripture and through this lesson, I'm hoping that in the seven different actions that you can take to avoid a victim mentality, I'm hoping that you begin to apply these because I wanna see to it that you walk out of whatever victimization that he desires to do as your demise, by the way, Understand our enemy works that in that moment that he's victimizing you, that in his, in his motivation, now listen to me, in his motivation, he wants that to be your demise. He wants that to be the end of the end. He wants that to be your final defeat. That's how he works. That's not to put fear in us. See, I, had a, I was debating between this lesson and another lesson because I, I have like 40 different ways to recognize your enemy and to know your enemy because, and I'm gonna teach that someday because I believe in studying our enemy. I believe in knowing him. The better you know him, the more victory and, 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 and coming out the other side as a winner you will have. Because the key is, if he can come at you and deceive you in thinking it's God's will, he got you. Well, if you know your enemy, you'll know that it's not God's will. How many, how many are seeing that? Hey, what's the simple adage? God is good, devil's bad, right? We say that often. Well, once you understand the works of our enemy, of your enemy, my enemy, you're all the more ahead of the game. So how to avoid victim mentality? Because there is not one victim in here in God's eyes. You may have been victimized, but you're not a victim. You're a victor. There's a difference. A victor who's going on in life, who will at times have moments, but you're gonna come out the other side. Folks, listen, you've gotta believe this. Now, for every one of us, this fits because Every one of us had something happen to us. It could have been a situation where you, 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 let's say in a relational situation, you stepped out to trust somebody and they failed you. Anybody want to join me on that one? Maybe you recently got a report about your, your health and it's not what you were uh, anticipating from the doctor's report. How many are with me? Maybe your finances. All of a sudden you took a hit in your finances. Maybe it's just the fact that you went for a certain career type job or a job itself and you didn't get it. Or maybe you got fired. I've heard this recently where somebody got fired from their job because they were wrongfully accused. See, we live in a world where we're gonna be victimized. That's just 
life in this earth. Everybody say, but, and they're capital letters, but God says, I can show you my word, how you can avoid creating, listen, everybody look at me, how you can avoid creating a mentality of I'm a victim. Because those adverse circumstances will work on you and work on you, we're talking in your mind, and work on your thinking, and work on your thinking, and next thing you know, you adopt this mindset that's not healthy, it's not biblical. Because right now, you're in a current mindset. A mindset is this. You have thoughts that you are set in. And some of those thoughts that you have a mindset of, that you're set in, are good, they're godly, and they're biblical, but there are some floating around, every one of us in this room, have thoughts in our mindset that aren't biblical, that need to be what the Bible calls renewed. Romans 12, two says, in order to really prove out the will of God, you've got to renew your mind, right? So we want to avoid a victim mentality. Everybody say, that's me. Here we go. Let's look at our text scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Then we're going to go right to verse 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? Verse 37. Yet, yet, yet in all these things... We are more, <laughs> we are more than conquerors. Now, here's the foundational truth. If you get anything tonight, this is it. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. How can you and I, even though we may be at moments victimized by our enemy, we're not victims. Proofs right in this verse, verse 37. You are more than a conqueror because of his love for you in spite of the victimization, which is verse 35. It's the hit list of being victimized, if you will. But even though the hit list of verse 35 is the hit list of being victimized, God says, verse 37, don't allow a mentality of being a victim set, set in your thinking. How many know there's got to be actions that we have to do in order to keep from a certain adverse circumstance, listen, from keeping a certain, my God, from keeping a, <laughs> I'm about ready to come undone, but how, how to keep a certain adverse circumstance from working on us so much that our mind begins to become twisted to the truth of God's love for us and twisted in truth of the outlook of us that we now say, I'm a victim permanently. Whew. How many are with me? We can go around this room, everyone, you got some serious stuff that happened to you? And you can say, if we're not careful, I'm a victim for life. How I many know God has so much that he can do in and through our adversity? Let's go on. 
Think on this, any wounded animal attracts attack. Any wounded animal will, a, uh, will attract attack. Now, let's begin to take a journey now. Let's just go on a spiritual journey. We're gonna peel back this natural world. You see me naturally in this body, I see you. I got clothes, you got clothes, there's colors, there's lights, there's things that we touch, this is the natural world. We're gonna peel back now, we're in the spirit world right now. And you are a spiritual being. The real you is a spiritual being. This is just your, your earth suit, just like astronauts need space suits to float around in space and, and be able to handle the atmosphere of space. That is your earth suit, your body. And, and how many know it's, it's not what it was? And if you don't know what that means, birthdays. They are a ticking, as they say. And how many know the proof that this body is temporary is look in the mirror? Truth? That body's gonna end someday. That body's gonna cease to be able to live and function. It won't be no longer a living organism. It's gonna stop. Well, where do you go? You're a spiritual being. The real you is a spiritual being. You just need this body to get around here on earth. Well, you're a real spirit being. So now we have peeled back to natural. We're in the spirit world right now. And that's where our enemy, the devil, who is real, that's where he exists. In the spirit world, he takes notes of how you are, what your posture is, what your demeanor is. Do you walk in the spirit world slumped over? Do you walk in the spirit world sighing? How many have ever caught yourself sighing? The other day, Missy was in the, the restroom. Now our dog, he's 15 years old. His name's Toby. Everybody say Toby. Pray for Toby. Pray for him because he's 15. He's going on 16. I, th I swear that dog's goal is to live to be 20. And I think he does it just to torment me. Because he's 15. That's old. Man. He, he, he's all grayed up. And, you know, he, he walks with a limp, trips over little pieces of stuff on the carpet that you shouldn't trip, trip over. And I... I Rasm so bad, it's pathetic. It's probably why he's going to live to be 20. I won't tell you what I call him, but anyways, that's for a separate. Why are you laughing, Dave? Why are you laughing? I forgot what I was going to say. I, I literally forgot. Where was I going with this? I'm telling you, listen to me. It was so good. It was, I know it was about Toby, but I forgot what I was going to say. About what? Sighing. See, I did that just to see if you were listening. <sighs> Anyways, so he's 15 years old. He's getting old. He's just getting old and he, he, he just, he's old. And he really is Missy's dog. That, that, that is her sweetheart and she just loves that dog. Well, I heard her in the bathroom the other day and she, <sighs> I mean, I could hear her all the way across the house. <sighs> well, we ended up talking about why she was, like every three seconds, it was because of Toby. So pray for Toby, pray for Missy, right? So my point was that she was sighing so much I could hear her across the house. Well, you know what? In the spirit realm, the enemy takes note of our posture, our position, but here's mostly what he takes note of, and we're gonna get into that. It's really what are you praying and speaking and saying? It's the biggest thing in the spirit world that he takes note of, we'll get to that. So. Do you appear in the spirit realm as a wounded animal? 
Another example is church time comes around. And I'm being legit now. This isn't a, a, a prompting to get you to come to church faithfully. It's a spiritual truth for you to be faithful in the things of God. When church time comes around, this is a sign of victim mentality. We're gonna get into this. It's, oh, church, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna go tonight. I'm so tired. There's so much going on. Are you with me? These are signs that we have to take note of. Remember, weakness is an invitation to bullies. I remember growing up in school. I think it's more pre prevailing today, prevalent today in schools about bullying than when I was in school. Man, when I was in school, somebody went to bully you, you just beat them up. Or somebody else came along and beat them up for you. I'm serious, man. The day I went to school was a lot different than today. Today, you, if a student even hits, and I get the wrong in both, I'm just, I understand that. But I'm just saying it's very prevailing today about bullying, seeking out the weak, and attacking them. And, and that's obviously the spirit of our enemy. How many understand that? So let's move on because of time. Seven actions to avoid victim mentality. You ready for this? Here we go. Everybody's got their pen ready? Number one, don't talk or think like a victim of your circumstances. Just don't do it. Don't talk or think like a victim of your circumstances. Here's why. Remember, our enemy knows what we are thinking by what we are speaking. I already said that, but I wanted you to see it in, uh, in, in black right there. He knows what you're speaking. He, he, he studies you. The Bible puts it this way. He roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to devour you. He's seeking. Well, what is it he's looking for when he's seeking? He has to be looking for us appearing weak in the spirit realm. There has to be signs as a fake lion, by the way, it's not a real lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. I love how the fact that he appears. I love, I love how Peter made it so clear that the devil makes himself appear as though he's a lion. I heard somebody say this years ago that the devil really is a mouse with a microphone. I thought that was hilarious. Can you just see him, this little... That, that's the devil. A mouse with a microphone. He appears, that's probably the only thing you'll write down tonight, mouse with microphone. And you all check out after that. But isn't that true? He appears as a rain light, seeking whom he may devour. He's looking for certain weaknesses displayed. And we're gonna, we're gonna be one up on him and we're gonna display otherwise. We're not showing him that we're victims, no more. Because as he seeks someone to devour, he's going to pass you up. You better, you better want him to pass you up. I want him to see me. Well, don't laugh, Dave, because I know you're going to. But I want, I want him to see me in the spirit realm flexing my muscles. Don't laugh. Put that smile down. What's the matter with you? How many, how many want to just... Show your muscles in the spirit realm. You look pretty good in the spirit realm. 
Don't talk or think like a victim of your circumstances. Remember, remember our enemy knows what we are thinking by what we are speaking. So you're gonna have to get your words in check. And the only way, the only way, this is simple. This is simple faith education, how to use your faith. Simple way of getting your words in check is just speak God's word. That your words become his words or his word become your words. Letter A, your words of today are deciding your tomorrows. Well, if the enemy hears you speaking down unbelief right now, that accommodates him, that empowers him because it's not God's words, it's his words. And that enforces him when we speak doubt and unbelief, that enforces him, that permits him in the spirit realm to operate. And he will see to it. Listen, everybody look at me. He will see to it whatever doubt and unbelief you're speaking will come to pass. That's what he operates on. So your words of today are deciding your tomorrow. So speak God's word because that's what's gonna decide. Could you imagine God's word deciding your tomorrows? God's word deciding your tomorrows. How many have ever seen something in God's word that you have yet today have and you want it? Nobody? Speak it. Your words decide your tomorrows. All right, let's go on. Letter B. Words you speak paint pictures in your mind. That's why you can stop victim mentality. Because you're speaking God's word. We just read two powerful verses, especially verse 37 of Romans 8. Yea, in all these things, all that victimization, all that stuff, you are more than a conqueror. Because it's founded, God help us, it's founded on the love of God. The number one thing I pray when people come up for altar care uh, prayer or personally when I'm praying for people, especially for whatever they, uh, serious miracle that they need, the number one thing I pray is, Lord, help Bob, help Susie in a greater revelation of your love for them. Because folks, that's every miracle you need is founded in the love of God. Everything you need from him is built and established by his love. Once you grasp how wide, how deep, how strong, how immense his love is for you, you have no, you will not doubt. You won't. You'll receive. Because everything we get from God is built and founded on his love. Woo! Sorry, I had to get that out. Let her see. Express Express what you are expecting. Now here's the key. We express what we're expecting all the time, but what is the source of your expectation? Has it been the victimization? Or is it God's word? How many see the contrast? Number two, second action to avoid victim mentality is refuse to fear. Simple. You, I know that's, I should, let me, I wanted to say this. That sounds simple but it's not always easy to do. Refusing to fear in the face of great obstacle is not easy to do. How many are following me? Example, so you understand what I'm saying. You're sitting there across from the doctor's desk. He gives you this report that's not good. Fear instantly is there. You get a call from your employer don't even come in Monday. If you do clean out your whatever, you're done. Fear is knocking at the door of your heart and your mind right then and there. 
Your spouse, one day you wake up and your spouse says, I'm done, relationship over. Fear at that moment is knocking on the door of your heart and mind. But you've got, listen, to avoid a victim mentality, you've got to, I've seen people do this, good friends, and, and, and I've seen people in tears just saying, Ken, I refuse to fear. I'm not giving in to fear. When it's, it's, it's on them, it's pressuring them, like an immense weight pushing on them, saying, I dare you to doubt God. You gotta refuse to fear. Remember, fear is the feeling of anticipated loss. You'll never find in scripture where God says, hey, make sure you wake up tomorrow, Thursday, and I want you to expect loss. (laughs) You're not gonna find it. Think on this, even if loss is already experienced, even if it does come, because Jesus promised there's gonna be adversity, there's gonna be tribulation, I get that, but it's what I meant by not anticipating loss is permanent loss. God can restore everything and anything. Think on this, even if loss is already experienced, don't fear, God has promised to restore. Joel chapter two, verse 25. So I will restore you the years that the swarming locust has eaten referring to our enemy. I mean, how'd you like to be called a bug? The devil's called a bug. You know, one of his names is Beelzebub. You know what Beel, how would you like to be called for eternity Beelzebub? That's awesome demeaning name. I love that, God is so cool. Beelzebub is the Lord of flies. How would you like to be known that that your domain is flies. I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, consuming locust, the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. Look at number three. The third action is intimidate your intimidator. Start flexing your muscles spiritually. Start flexing your muscles spiritually. You speak God's word regardless of what you feel. Get up, stand up. Dads, husbands, men. Man, you better be the first and foremost one speaking the word in your home. Don't leave it up to your precious poor little wife. Lead the way. You be the one in tears saying, I'm not gonna fear. Let your kids hear you chanting the word of God and proclaiming the word of God boldly in the face, in the midst of obstacles. Bring your kids in on some of the stuff that you're going through and teach them what you're doing to trust God so that when they get older and life strikes them, they'll know what to do. Model it. Intimidate your intimidators spiritually. Remember, we peeled back the natural. We're in the spirit realm right now, so to speak, to try to give an example. Flex those muscles. Let the sword, literally, the Bible's called the sword of his, the, 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 his word is literally enlightened to a sword. So let the sword of God's word proclaim from your mouth. Second Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of? So if he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, that's why we, we refuse to fear because it's not the right spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. That's the one you submit to. That's the spirit you submit to is one of power and what? 
and a? Mark that sound mind. A victim mentality is not a sound mind. It's a broken mind. It's a mind crumbling. But a sound mind says, I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. I'm not defeated, I'm victorious. I'm not looked down upon by God, I'm celebrated by God. How many see the difference? So letter A, here we go on to number three. How many are doing okay with your notes and filling in the blanks? Am I going too fast? Letter A, our adversary is a deceiver and intimidator, fear nothing. Remember, he appears as though he's a lion, but he's a mouse with a microphone. Just unplug the cord. Letter B, you have been given authority over him, confront and bind him. You, now, 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 this is marching orders here. This is serious, let's go to war stuff. Notice what it says. You've been given authority. The Bible says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus said, whatever you bind in my name, my name's above every name. Everything must submit to my name, Jesus said. Jesus said, I now give you my name. He says, ask anything in my name and it shall be done. That's why you never pray without saying in Jesus' name. Because in the spirit realm, once you say what you've asked the Lord for in Jesus' name, once you speak in Jesus' name, his name seals the deal. There's nothing the devil can do because he has to submit to the name of Jesus. But notice what it says, confront him. And listen, folks, the only way you're going to confront him is you have to refuse to fear because fear is his intimidation. Get that. Fear is his intimidation. That's him trying to flex his muscles, the spirit of fear when it attacks you. It's him trying to flex and get you to back down and get you to cower and get you to refuse to believe God and his word. No, you stand up and you confront him. And you refuse to give in to that fear because God hasn't given you that spirit. The spirit God gave you is power, love, and a sound mind. Bring that to the devil. Bring that to the fight. That's what you bring to the fight. How many are with me? What you bring to the fight is the power and the love of God. Devil, how dare you attack my kid? God, you lot not only love me, you love my kids. Devil, who do you, th- you, gotta, you gotta hear me sometimes in, 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 at home praying. I'm a, I can imagine when my, a good thing the windows are closed here in Texas during the summer. Because my neighbors be like, oh, listen to him. Because I'm like, who do you think you are? He'd be like, he's talking to his wife like that. <laughs> it's, it's Toby, I know he's getting ready to kick Toby. I know he is. Man, I confront him. Who do you think you are? Because this is my favorite thing. I love this. Devil, who do you think you are to attack my home? Devil, listen, men of God, fathers, husbands, listen. Devil, let me tell you who I am. Who do you think you are? But let me tell you who I am in Christ. And I'll hit him with all the in him verses. I've been made... I've been made the righteousness of God. I ain't got to go out and try to make it because I know I can't. The only thing I make is unrighteousness. How many are with me? 
Sherry, you laugh so That's what we create. But God is a gift through Christ has given me and you righteousness. All right, enough sneak peek into my private deal. Here we go, letter B. We got that, right? All right, let's go on. C, have an attitude. Oh my gosh, help me with this one. You gotta have an attitude of a conqueror. Yeah, but Kenny, man, the stuff that's been happening, I get it, I understand, it's not easy. You want to feel defeated. You want to feel like you need to give up. You want to feel like you need to quit. But that's just the thing. It's feelings. You can change your feelings by what you speak and what you choose to believe. And next thing you know, those feelings begin to shift and change. You won't feel. Once you start quoting who you are in Christ and how much God loves you, because remember, more than a conqueror is built on the fact that he loves us, once you start proclaiming the, the vastness of God's love for you, you're not, you can't feel defeated. There's no way. We're talking about God, creator of heaven and earth, loving you. There's no way. So change your attitude. Number four, never quit reaching. Never quit reaching. You gotta constantly reach, keep reaching for God, keep reaching for the truths of the Bible. Keep, listen, keep reaching for others in the body of Christ. But one of the keys and signs of a victim mentality is isolation. Listen to me, I'll say it again. One of the keys or signs of victim mentality is isolation. Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good. To those who what? And to the? God's goodness is revealed to the reacher. You need to write that down. God's goodness is revealed to the reacher. You got to reach. Paul said in Philippians, I reach for the goal of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And in the moment of writing Philippians, he was facing the death sentence. He says, but I keep reaching. Remember, warfare will always surround the birth of your miracle. Do you get that? Do you see that? Warfare will always surround the birth of your miracle. When you're going through a battle, it's because a miracle is about to be birthed. That means God's about ready to do something amazing so the devil can on his radar see things in the spirit realm that God's beginning to prepare for you, so he attacks. Because he wants to stop, listen, he wants to stop the miracles of God in your life. He sees some things, he can sense some things. Read it. If you look through, through scripture, especially in Job, he can see some things. The enemy can pick up. God's doing some things. Things are shaking in the spirit realm. God's just rearranging things for you. They're about ready to manifest and the devil strikes. Try to get you to doubt to stop the miracle. Remember, champions keep getting up one more time. Yeah, but it's been 598. Come on, 599. Get back up. Just one knee at a time. One more. Just get back up. Woohoo! Turn to your neighbor and say, Get back up. Go ahead, tell them. Letter A, 
passion. Now in your notes, it's typed incorrect, but it'll be correct up on the screen. It should read, passion is what you must not be willing to live without. You, 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 you gotta have passion. You gotta have it. Don't live without passion. How many are following me? I could teach all night on passion. I love the concept of passion. But passion is vital. Let's go on, letter B. Reaching is the first sign of trust. Did you get that? Do you understand where I'm going with that? Reaching is the first sign of trust. Listen, listen. When you are beginning to adopt a victim mentality, you begin to quit praying, you begin to quit reading your Bible, you won't be showing up for church because God has disappointed me. God has let me down. God, you know how hard I was believing and look what happened. Reaching is the first sign of trust. When I sense myself beginning to back away from the Lord, I have to pull myself by my ear. Come on, Ken. You're going to read double what you typically read biblically. You're going to pray more in the spirit. You're going to do whatever you got to do. Amen? Reaching is the first sign of trust. Pursuit reveals passion, period. Pursuit reveals passion. Oh, come on, some of you husbands and wives, come on. You know that truth. You know that's real. Come on, ladies. Some of you guys, you, you were in pursuit of that woman sitting next to you. You all see something, they're all like, I know he was, and he still is, right? Passion reveals pursuit. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Come on, you didn't get the good thing. Come on. He who finds a wife, he who pursued, heavily pursued, knocked hard on the door, busted it down, cleaned up, shaped up on those dates that he went on. And what happened after you got married? No, I'm sorry. That's for married for life. We'll take care of that. D, your endurance makes your enemy tired. Wears him out. He hates enduring Christians. He hates you enduring. He hates you adopting enduring. I'm telling you, he hates it. Read it throughout scripture. Again, Job's a great story. Look at the end of Job's victimization. He endured. <laughs> Never consider quitting, ever. It'll, it'll go through your mind. But remember what we said at the beginning, a mindset. Don't let it set. Oh, it can go through your mind, but let it just keep going through your mind. Don't settle it and, and adopt it in your mindset, your way of thinking that I'm just a quitter. Because a victim says, I'm a quitter. Remember, champions know that winning involves more than one battle. They refuse to run from a fight. They refuse to run from a fight. But you've got to know the spiritual goods that you have, the weapons of your warfare. Remember, hell fears a fighter. It does. James 1 verse 12, blesses the man, blesses the man, blessed, blessed is the man who endures temptation for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who what? Love him. Number five, here we go. Let's move on. I'll give these kind of quickly because we're out of time. Learn the art of attack. You gotta know how to handle spiritual battles 
And listen, you yourself attack. Don't, don't wait for things in the spirit. You every day should be attacking, by the way. Every day you should be waking up attacking. Every day you wake up, your feet hits the floor. Lord, thank you for a glorious day, but it's not in the natural. But you're saying, Lord, it's a glorious day. Thank you for today. Lord, I thank you. I'm standing tall today. My head's high, shoulders back. I'm not sighing no more. Lord, today's an amazing day because you love me. Father, I thank you for, and then you begin to quote what his word says is yours. You go on the offense. Remember, our overcomers are not passive. Lord, I know it's kind of ugly outside today and I just don't know what to do. Should I quit, not quit, what do I do, amen? Overcomers are not passive, they pursue. Think on this, what you fail to master will eventually master you. Oh my gosh, help us, Lord. Let me move on. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the wisest mentor a warrior will ever have. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit's the wisest mentor you will ever have as a warrior. He will teach you the art of warfare. Listen to what I just said, because I'm trying to hurry up, but I, I don't want to skip over the. He will teach you the art of warfare. Let's prove this. Psalm 144, verse 1. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Everybody say solidification. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, solid in the times of adversity, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Holy Spirit, your best man, he'll teach you the art of warfare to come out the other side victorious. And the last few blanks, here we go. Number six, the sixth action to take to avoid a victim mentality is you gotta attend church faithfully. You have to. The devil wants to isolate you. I told you the key, uh, a, a sign of adopting a victim mentality is you begin to avoid others. Man, force yourself to come to church. When you're going through difficult time, you literally have to force yourself to get here. But I'm telling you, you know what happens once you get here. You don't feel like getting here, but you get here, and after it's done, you're like, I'm glad I got there. Because it's an environment that's conducive for victors. It's in, this church is an environment. Pastor Don's standing right there. You all better say a little louder than that. Come on, Pastor Don, they ain't getting it. This is an, you hear him? This is an environment that's conducive for you to have victory. Hebrews 10, 25, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Don't do that as is the manner of some. You know what the manner of some or the some are? Is those who've adopted a victim mentality. There's no use. See, the only reason you won't come to church because in your mind you think there's no use. When you come to church because you know it's useful. Ooh. But exhort one another. Somebody walks in and it looks like they barely made it in. Don't avoid them. Oh, he's one of those. No. You've been there. Go up to him and say, hey, good to have you today. I can tell that you're giving in to victim mentality. But let me tell you, no, no, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Remember, your best... Your best, I love this, your best will come out in God's house. Your best comes out when we gather together. You know why? It's a corporate anointing. What God put in you comes out of you in greater cause when we're together. Number seven, pray for someone else. How many know that's just simple? But find others going through times of 
being victimized. Start praying for them. You'll be amazed how when you, listen, when you divert your energy for others, when you divert your faith for others, other than look at all that I'm going through, you start adopting what they're going through through prayer. How many of that changes your attitude? Job 42.10, remember I've been using Job periodically throughout this message as an example. Job 42.10, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Study this out. His friends were telling a man, just curse God and die. That's like having a bunch of redneck friends and they're just like, you know what? It's so bad, you might as well just go ahead and die. But he prayed for them. And look what it says. Indeed, the Lord gave Job, come on, say it. Ha <laughs> ha, he didn't give in to a victim mentality. The last blank that you want right here, because I know that you will want it. Here we go. One of the master keys to personal miracles is to get involved with the needs of others. Woohoo! Come on, let's pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.